We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Yeah, after more than a thousand days away from the spiritual home of NRL in New Zealand, when the Warriors returned to beat the Tigers, it was a celebration and a moment in time the fans and clubs will never forget. It can't be overstated how important it is to have the Warriors back home playing consistently for the club. And of course, the fans and the future Warriors who are up next are being looked after by the Development and Pathways Manager, Tony Udall, and he joins us on the line this morning. Morning, Tony. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How good is it to have the, have the boys back home in New Zealand? Yeah, I think, um, to be fair, it was, it was better for the NRL boys than us. Um, you know, just talking to some of the senior boys, uh, Tahu Harris, obviously the captain, just... I don't think they, they realised how important and how special it was going to be. So I know they're looking forward to coming back in a couple of weeks when they uh, run up against the storm. So, uh, you know, obviously it was really nice for our under-18s to mix uh, and mingle with those boys. You know, since they were last year, there was only three boys that um, played in the last game, the last time they played in Auckland. So um, there were a few new faces to get a hold of. But, yeah, special moment for the club. Mate, just around the, the development pathways that you're looking after, how's it, how's it been having no senior team, uh, I guess no, no players to, to, to look up to and the kids coming into the club working uh, in through this COVID uh, period? How's that, how's that all worked out for you? Uh, it's been tough to be fair. Like um, I came back into the role early '21, and and to be fair, most of uh, that year, um, yeah, there wasn't much happening. We tried to get some programs started, um, and then of course, you know, we had lockdowns not just nationwide. Then Auckland went through a big period of it. So uh, it's been tough for the kids. To be fair, I felt sorry for them because a lot of those kids, um, you know, they were part of. You know, the last time we had a uh, youth pathways team was uh, early 2000, when uh, 2020, when the SG Ball managed to get three or four games in, and then obviously that all halted. So, yeah, a lot of those kids, um, you know, have, have been at the club. They've, you know, been in, in sessions once or twice a week, uh, and and really, you know, it's it's been a tough period for them. We've lost a number of those boys who've decided, you know, that they need to get to Australia. Um, at that 18, 19 age group to, to further their further their careers. You know, we've had to send nine boys over to, to train and play with Redcliffe to try and uh, keep their development going, but it hasn't been perfect. So this year's been a real re- reboot, really. So it's um, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, about what the club's talking about. Hey, Tony, I sort of ask you a question about uh, personnel on the ground around the, around the country. Um, I know there's some talent down here in the South Island, uh, uh, along the West Coast. So what are, are you and the Warriors doing to make sure you have foot traffic on the ground out in the regions to make sure that you're, you're covering all the bases and not really just the, the Auckland area? Is that something that's hugely important for you? Oh, yes, and I think, you know, you know we've done a number of development camps around the country this year. I mean, even we were down in Christchurch about six weeks ago, there were... You know, 120 boys from the West Coast, Christchurch. It was actually almost as many girls, which was which was uh, encouraging to see. But um, yeah, the, the big but the big difficulty for us is outside of Auckland is is when it's almost like we could almost just be another Aussie NRL club. Um, so we are competing with the other clubs in terms of getting those boys here. But we've contacted a few of those kids. Uh, we're looking to bring a few up. 
Uh, obviously, uh, 23, we're looking at an SG ball under 19s and a reserve grade. So that's the first step, I suppose, in terms of getting some uh, genuine pathway where we can we can recognise those kids outside of Auckland and actually have, have an opportunity to bring them up and hopefully play in those competitions. Hey Tone, what what are the what are the problem areas in and around like the development when you just when you say you're out in the rural areas and you're just another NRL club? What are the problem areas as far as uh, players coming into positions in New Zealand? Are we lacking front rowers, halfbacks, hookers? We, where is it that we're struggling to get uh, decent players coming through at the moment? Um, I think it's definitely the spine area, the halves and hookers. Um, I mean, I mean, those players are, are in short supply in Australia to be fair, decent ones. So, any time we get um, one, one or two here, they're, we're, they're under pressure straight away from the Aussie clubs. who are always looking for them. I think we're always going to be, um, you know, we're always going to develop front rowers, back rowers, um, even outside backs. But the spine area is probably, probably the, the, the one, one area where we, we traditionally have struggled. I think. You know, if you look at the way our boys are developed, you know, most of our elite kids uh, are mixing their time, you know, half in rugby, half in rugby league. So it's not an ideal scenario in terms of trying to teach those kids, you know, the subtleties of our game um, when effectively, you know, between May and, and October, uh, they're playing the different I mean, you know, the positive thing is they're using an oval ball, but... We don't have, you know, the opportunity to get those boys in our system uh, for a full year. So they're always sort of a little bit uh, later in terms of uh, their development um, in terms of, you know, if you look at the Australian system where it's 13 and 14, they're going into real strong uh, league school systems, club systems. Um, that's probably the one area that that um, that we need to improve on in terms of um, developing those kids at an earlier age and, and getting our hands on them at an earlier age. But... That's up to us, develop, you know, getting the path and pathway teams where we can keep those boys uh, in our systems for a lot longer. So, uh, genuine competitions back in the day, I think it was, you know, way before COVID, we had a 20s outfit that was, you know, leading the competition, winning competitions, or there or thereabouts in the finals, footy. Have we got the, the, is that back on the radar? And have we still got the depth to be able to get back to those, uh, those days when we were performing and that led into the Warriors? Oh, definitely, mate. You know, like, um, I think next year with the SG Ball, you'll see, um, I'm, I'm really confident that that SG Ball team will hit the ground running. Um, the problem is with the SG Ball, it's only a 12-week season, so by, you know, by May, uh, we've got to find something else for those boys to do uh, for the back half of the year. So, um, that's the, you know, the, the better ones will step straight up into reserve grade, but there's going to be a bit of a, a gap and a space for, uh, for some of the other boys in terms of continuing their development um, for those ones who aren't quite ready for senior footy. So there is still going to be a, a bit of a hole next year, but I think, you know, uh, SG Ball and reserve grade is a, is a step to, you know, hopefully keep, keeping more kids here and then, you know, if we can keep more kids here, um, we're a better chance, I think, of developing the local club game. Um, and once if we can get that local club game up to some uh, some good levels, then all of a sudden the pathway looks a lot lot stronger. Um, and I know the club in 24 is looking at some other pathway teams, whether that's an under-17s Harold Matz or or a uh, Jersey Fleet uh, under 21s, which is a which is a 12-month comp, which will be another opportunity to that throw as much league into these kids and, and, and fast-track their development. 
Yeah, sounds sounds really interesting. Interesting to see where their their budgets for that come from too, because I hope they do go ahead. Mate, Andrew Webster's coming to the club. I think you were the assistant coach, along with um, with uh, when Andrew McFadden was a coach, and and I think if I get it right, Andrew Webster was there also as the assistant. What's the, what's the, what's he bring to the club, Tony? Like you you obviously know him well. What's what what's the reason they sign him, and what does he bring? Um, I, I think obviously the first. Probably the biggest one is he's done a fairly lengthy apprenticeship uh, as an assistant coach, uh, and and probably you know the last two three years with uh, you know the benchmark club in the competition, the Penrith Panthers. So I think that's um, that's a, you know that was a strong pointer for him. I think he is a he is an offensive coach. Um, I think you know I think with Warrior fans they want to see the team play a, an open, attractive style of footy. Um, I'm, I'm sure, knowing Webby, he'll want to be doing that. He'll want to, you know, he'll want the team to express themselves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's whoever came into the job, you know, it was going to be a probably going to be a tough introduction. Um, obviously, you know, the clubs had a, a tough, tough, tough couple of years, um, mm. but you know, a fresh face. Um, I think he'll bring some some great ideas. It'll be interesting to see what team he wants to put around them. But um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll have a decent crack at it. And um, if he can get some of the players uh, that suits his style to come over, then um, I'm sure he'll be okay. And Stacey Jones, mate, that's a, the the question to follow. Is you know he's done quite well, I, th- I, I think, since he's taken over. What sort of asset is he to the club, and and what what part does he play going forward? Yeah, I suppose I'm not really sure um, where Stacey fits now. I imagine, you know, I agree with you. I think he's um, he's relaxed the team a little bit. Um, I, I think uh, they're enjoying his style. Um, so yeah, where he fits in, I'm not sure. He, obviously, he's um, he's been a great halfback, and he, he does a lot of work with those that spine area. He's also an attack coach. So whether him and Webby work together on that part of the part of the um, game and, and, and they find a defensive coach or, or they're using morgues again, it will be interesting to see. But um, I think he's an important part, Stace. Um, holds a lot of mana around the club. Uh, the boys love him. And I think you know, just having this 10-week uh, block of uh, first-grade experience would be great for him too. I think um, you know, he's deserved it. Uh, and as you say, I think he's doing a, doing a great job so far. Well, just before we let you go, mate, they play Parramatta tomorrow night. Who do who do you think uh, do you think they can get them? Well, I think you know it's a good time to be playing Parramatta. Um, I don't think you know they're at the top of their game at the moment. You know, they I think they, last week they um, they sort of scraped together when against the Tigers. It was, a, it was a tough win, but I think you know if you're going to meet Parramatta, now is as good a time as any. I think you know if the boys have, can maintain a little bit of that momentum and that uh, energy that they they had last week, then there's a there's a good chance that they can get them. I think, you know, as you as you both know, that uh, the competition's pretty tight. Um, you know, on any given day, if you turn up with your best, you're a chance of winning, and, and that's all they have to do. And I think, you know, hopefully with the positivity that they got uh, coming back to Mount Smart uh, a couple of weeks ago, that might be enough to get them home. Well, thanks for joining us this morning, Tone. On the Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Uh, go well, mate, and all the best for the future with your junior uh, pathways. Yes, Tony. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. Tony Iroh, the uh, the Pathways Manager for the the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, a really hard job 
through COVID, is he um, having to work here a couple of nights a week with the juniors? Lost a lot to Australia by the sounds of it to the school systems and competitions, um, and got a got a I guess a bit of a lift when they came home last week. So. Um, good to hear that they got some junior games going back into those those Jersey flags and Harold Matthew games are basically uh, New South Wales competitions that are played for the elite players in all of the NRL clubs. So if the Warriors can become a part of that, it's a it's a step in the right direction. Beautiful, mate. No, I love that. Love that conversation. And look, it's just yeah, we were talking them. You think back to the days when the twenties, mate, they were on fire and Mason Leno running around and, and the young players that were coming through and the product of, of the league that they were playing and putting out there and we're, you know, winning finals and, and there or thereabouts. So the talent is here. The talent is here and there's a message come through talking uh, from Mark asking about uh, St. George recruiter has just spent six weeks in the South Island watching kids. So the talent is here and everyone knows that. But it's a bit of a race. It's a bit of a race. And that's why I asked the question, do they have... You know, professional development officers or, or RD, RDOs in every every region. So if a young kid is playing for the small country school that they know, they know firsthand or they know first before anyone else that this kid has got a huge future. That's what it's about. It's a race. And the NRL teams know that. And for a long time, they've been losing the races. You're right. The other teams do know that. We've got an untapped amount of resource. Um, it's one of the small cogs, or actually a massive cog, in getting the Warriors back to where they can be and reaching their potential. And we know that here. 0800-150-811. Andrew Webster, a long apprenticeship. I thought that comment was really poignant from uh, Tony Iro, actually, Kempi. thought he made a lot of sense. He's an attacking coach, and he spent a long time soaking the game in as an apprentice. What do you think, mm. and what are your expectations for him as coach of the Warriors? 0800-150-811. Being an apprentice rather than a whiz kid, does that make you feel more comfortable? Can you see him long-term getting his way? Or is this just another cycle where we're going to have to get his coaches and his players in and it puts us back years on the clock? Double eight, double three, or the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800-150-811. Kempi's talking more rugby league with off-the-back fence after this. Looking forward to hear what you've got to say, Kempi. With all of that on mind, here at the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.